Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Not applicable to PayPal here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal. From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome along, possibly for the last of the lockdown podcast. We'll actually be talking some football soon. Uh, we will be today doing our all-time La Liga African 11. It sounds like we're bang up to date, but we've actually we plan to do it anyway before the Black Lives Matter uh, protests. So it's, if, if we're up to date with the zeitgeist, it's purely accidental. Uh, well done to all the clubs and corporations putting out Black Lives Matter media messages. Just have a quick look in your boardroom before you get... Uh, before you do too much of that kind of thing, but well done. Uh, football has, for decades, been the best and the worst places for black people, opportunities and representation like nowhere else. But you also get focused, open racism. But, you know, we're a couple of middle-aged white blokes from England, so uh, we're not going to tell you what to think about the news. Just, you know, go around being nice to people. And we will talk about football and the rapid return, the imminent return of La Liga, which will be, uh, I think, widely Welcome. So we're only a few days away. Sevilla versus Betis Thursday uh, evening is the the first game to get us underway. We've got a whole round of games, so we'll be back talking uh, football very soon. And, and Terry, this, it's an interesting one, isn't it? It's suddenly breathed new life into this, the the season for a whole host of players who had written the season off, and it's and it's a weird one, isn't it? It's such a you know a, a terrible way of getting. Uh, your football back again for Hazard, Suarez, uh, Asensio, all, all of these guys. It's, it's just a, a weird one to get their heads round. Yeah, and Chimmy Avila as well, who, who clearly was going to yeah. miss the rest of the season. Uh, I mean, it is, uh, that's absolutely ludicrous that he's had a, a, an ACL surgery and is going to be back. Um, it, it, we've seen highlights of him training sessions. His quads certainly have helped him out. Um, the size of his legs have certainly aided his quick recovery. I think that's the most startling one. And, and of course, to see Asensio and Hazard back for Real Madrid is going to be fantastic. Um, still yet to see the, the, the best, I think, of Eden Hazard. But Asensio, who did his cruciate ligament injury in pre-season, is a sensational player that I love watching play. So I'm pleased to see him back. And, and Luis Suarez, I think, is the most interesting one because we've had this situation with Luis Suarez where he's had a knee injury for about three or four seasons now. And it's niggling and he keeps having little injuries. This one, this a little surgery is to try and patch it up. This one appears to be the most definitive to, in, in terms of surgery to have, you know, long term to finally solve the, the ongoing issue. And if he's fit, 
then he's a title decider. I mean, it's uh, Hazard and Asensio are going to be great to watch. But if a fit Luis Suarez will score probably, you know, more goals than those two combined, he could be a dis- real deciding factor in the, especially if he's fit. Um, he looked healthy, he looked sharp. The, the, the clips I've seen of him participating in training. And if he is over that knee problem, he will have a point to prove as well because, because they're already lining up his replacement or trying to. Um, how they're getting together the money to, to be interested in some of these players. I don't know that that's another issue for Barcelona to resolve. But no, it's, um, it's, it will be a, a, a blessed surprise um, for those players we've just mentioned who had pretty much written off their season. So let's let's just have a quick look. Everyone always is interested in Barcelona's transfer coming and goings. So they need to sell. There's no spare money. Because, as we know, because they've just asked the players to take another pay cut. Uh, so, if they want to get uh, Lautaro Martinez in, they've got to sell somebody. Uh, they seem confident of, of getting rid of players, but realistically, what could they do with the players that they don't want? How much can they realistically get for, say, Coutinho? Oh, that's a that's the, that's the, a tough one, isn't it? I mean, I, I guess when you look at their list of current players that don't play on a regular basis. For one reason or another, Coutinho is obviously out on loan. Um, I, I would imagine that a Premier League club is, is is going to be the most likely option for them to receive a healthy transfer fee. There's also been, actually, there's also been a, a, a mention, isn't there, that, that Kiki Setton would like him back, which, mm. is, it, you know, it wouldn't be the most extraordinary... You know, we, we, we're getting used to seeing that now, aren't we? I never... Imagine that James Rodriguez would be back at Real Madrid. Um, admittedly, he hasn't been able to contribute as much as he would like this season. Um, but it wouldn't be impossible for Coutinho to come back if Kike Setien keeps his job. Um, he still is a, a very talented player who didn't find his place in the, in the, the in his role at Barcelona. But it, it's not impossible that he, he couldn't. So I think that that's a possibility as well. I think when you're looking at the list of players that, that could leave, Dembele would be another one. I'm pretty sure they would like to get some return on, but that isn't going to happen. There's talk of him going out on loan when he's fit. Um, that that might might be a possibility. They're talking about Samuel Umtiti being one of those players. Again, his injury record hasn't won't encourage you know clubs to go out and spend what he was worth two or three seasons ago. I mean, the last couple of seasons for him have been disappointing in, in, in terms of his injury record. No doubt in his quality, still young enough to, to be, you know, the, the world-class centre-back that we've seen in the past for Barcelona. Um, Arturo Vidal isn't going to receive, they're not going to receive an old whole lot of money for him. Martin Braithwaite, not going to be too much. They're talking about moving Junior Firpo on. They paid €14 million Euros for him. I don't see them making a profit on that. Um, so you may as well keep him. As, as cover, if I'm being perfectly honest. Rakitic is another one that, that possibly, you know, could be sold, could be moved on. But the wrong side of 30 now, he's not going to fetch a huge sum of money. So, I mean, it, there's there's links with Nelson Semedo, but if they let him go, they're going to have to replace him um, because they can't go back to Sergio Roberto being the only right back at the club. So there, there needs to be a lot of work done and there might have to be you know, a play out that's sold by Barcelona to raise the money that they probably don't want to sell. So, if you know, if they want to bring Lotero Martinez in, is Griezmann up for sale? 
would he be? I, I think he would be one where if the right offer came in, if you was a club with a lot of money, PSG, for example, um, you, you feel that there possibly could be a deal there that, you know, Barcelona might be fortunate to get their money back. Um, has to be a big club, of course. Um, Artur Mello is another one that's been linked with moves. He would be one that I think they would be reluctant to leave. But again, he would command a decent fee. Might be used in a, a swap deal as well. So, so much work for Barcelona to do when we do have the end of the season, um, when this one is completed. But there's a, a lot of ifs and, and buts. Can I take the unfashionable role of defending the, the the clubs as a whole and club presidents and chairman as a whole? Is it too unreasonable for Bartomeu to say to Kike Setien, we paid a lot of money for Coutinho. I know it wasn't your fault. You, you, you weren't here. You weren't part of the discussions. But, you know, he hasn't done anything wrong, Coutinho. He just didn't fit in. Uh, you know, Valverde couldn't get the best out of him, couldn't find a place, dropped in between holes of what he did, what he was, what kind of player he was for Barcelona. Is, is it terribly unreasonable for a president to say, listen, we, we spent you know, over 100 million on, the, on this guy. Give him a go. You know, you try and, try and work out a way of, of getting the best out of him. No, I agree with you totally. And I think Kike setting. I mean, we're talking about a really, really, you know, good player, top player. Coutinho, you know, we saw him for you know years at Liverpool, showed his qualities, arguably the best player in the Premier League for a spell with Liverpool, such an important player. No one really complains when he moved to Barcelona mid-season as well, which wasn't easy for him. Um, it's quite unusual for a transfer of that size to happen in January, um, but it was ongoing and, and no one really questions whether Barcelona were right to sign him. I, I, you know, it was pretty unanimous that when the, he signed for Barcelona, Everybody thought, you know, they might have overpaid a touch, but they have got a genuine world-class player. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's out of the question for Barcelona to say that. But the, the alternative is that I think they paid over £100 million for him, didn't they? £120 million, something like that. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm being honest, they would probably do well to get even half that now. Yeah. So the alternative is to... And I, I, the other issue is, though, I think they actually owe Liverpool more money if he plays a certain amount of games. And I think it's, no, I I yeah. think it's a significant sum. I think it might be something like £20 million again. So I think you, 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 there does come a time when you, you're, you're throwing good money after bad. Um, it's, it's a tough one. But if I was KK Setien and I was not forced, but there was no other option, but to recall Coutinho... I, I, it's not the worst worst decision, not the, the worst choice in the world um, for a manager who's you know been used to managing Las Palmas and, and Betis. Suddenly you've got Philip Coutinho on your books, and, and you've, you've got to try and find the place for him. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how Barcelona resolve that. This is a, a problem nowadays, though, where we get big name players going out loan. I mean, the, the loans were there for. Predominantly, you know, smaller clubs borrowing players from bigger clubs in any league, um, you know, to try and, you know, give a player an opportunity to play first team football. It suited the club that were loaning the player out because it probably is a young player um, that might go and get first team football and you can bring him back later on. That sort of thing. It was there, loans are there for when, you know, clubs get injuries. And they haven't got the money to go out and buy a player so they can loan a player. Now we're getting over £100 million players. 
having a year, 18 months and moving out alone for a couple of years. And, and you know, James Rodriguez is an, another example. I kind of admire Gareth Bale for being reluctant to go down that road because you there's no stability. You know, if the club you're going to play for on loan, they don't have a proper commitment in terms of your contract. So you think, you know, they, these loan moves, they're, for, they're not for players like Coutinho, like James Rodriguez um, and a number of other players that have, have been forced down that road. It's, it's you know, it's, it, in my opinion, it's the loan system really does need to be looked at carefully. And I've, I've believed that for you know, long before the likes of Coutinho and James went on loan to, you know, from Barcelona um, to Bayern Munich as such. So it's, uh, and Real Madrid to Bayern Munich. So it's, it's, it's a nonsense, in my opinion, that they're, the clubs are quite willing to pay over £100 million for a player, 18 months, loan him out. I have no idea whether Bayern Munich are paying all his money, all his salary. Um, I don't know what the financial implications are for Barcelona, but he, he does look like he, he's not going to be staying at, at Bayern and he'll be back at Barcelona for them to decide you know, what they, they do with him next. So it's a, it's a massive issue in football. But it's the I think it's a result of the inequality between the teams, isn't it? It's the, it's the danger as a small number of teams get beyond the level of other teams being able to almost do any transfer business with them. Because once you are a Bale or a Coutinho and you go into that superstrata of clubs, there's, no, there's very little place for you to move to because you can't be transferred back down again. You, 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 you can't then go to a Valencia or... Uh, an Everton or even a Spurs or, or you know, any of these teams simply can't afford you. So the only option is to be loaned, which, which as you say, it just looks weird and it seems odd. But I don't know. I, I, th- I can't see. I, I can't think of a, a quick solution um, other than you know UEFA doing stuff or the Premier League or La Liga doing stuff. But there's no there's no will for that, is there? Because the big clubs don't want that. The big clubs like this super status. Of, of clubs and, and they're not going to let that go in a hurry. And they must, then they, what they have to do is, it, it's it's balmy that we're saying though, that when Barcelona bought Coutinho, they weren't able to find a position in the team for him. If you're spending, yeah. that, that, it was a panic buy, let's be honest. I mean, yeah. the Neymar move came out of the blue, so they went and spent all the money on Dembele and Coutinho. At the time you're thinking, well, that's not bad. They've got one player's moved on, they brought two in. We both think they're, they're going to be, you know, top class players. It, it, Buying players is always a gamble, whether it works or not. But it, it is bonkers that they spent that much money on a player that they didn't know where they were going to play him. It almost smacked of the man. It comes down to the manager in the end. The manager has to have that final say where he says, yes, we've, we've lost Neymar. Um, you're giving me these two players or one player. We need to make sure that if we're going to spend this money, I know where he's going to play. He knows where he's going to play. He's going to be, he should be, one of the most important players in the team at that cost. And, and that's never been the case with Coutinho. I mean, he's had the, the first half of the season he came, he had some good spells, then he ended up scoring the Copa del Rey final. He didn't look out of place. It was the second season, his first full season, where he was being shuffled from left side of the midfield three to left side of the front three. Um drifted about, his confidence was affected. And if I, I have to be honest, you know, he hasn't pulled up any trees since then. So it almost feels like it needs a rebuild in terms of his morale, confidence. 
um, for him to, to find his top form again. But it's bonkers that clubs spend over £100 million and they don't really know. They're not convinced. They're not entirely sure if the manager fancies him and knows where to play him. So, again, it's, it's business, it's strategy from clubs that needs to be looked into to make sure perhaps there will be a will to do it now because there might be, you know, clubs might be looking more carefully now at the financial implications of salaries and transfer fees because of the recent situation that we've gone through. In the past, it was there was always enough money for tomorrow, always enough money. That, you know, that's not going to be the case for a while now. Uh, yes, but I'm not going to hold my breath. I think it would be uh, my response to that was... <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. There are Barcelona elections. I've got no problem with clubs spending over 100 million on a player if they know that where he's where he's going to play. Yeah, he knows where he's going to play, and he's not going to go out on loan. And you're not going to be trying to knock him off in the exchange of Martin in 18 months' time, trying to get some money back on him. That that is just it's absolutely ridiculous. And but crucially, that the manager wants him. The current coach, the guy who picks the team, who sets the strategy. He's got to want that player, hasn't he? Whereas Coutinho looked very much like an institutional signing. Like, you know, Barcelona have been pursuing him for a long time and somehow we're, we're stuck in this, this business where they, they felt obliged to keep offering more and more money, even though the price was going up beyond what he was worth. I, I didn't think he was worth it at the time. Good player, you know, brilliant player though he is. It's, it's just, uh, I, it hasn't been... In terms of its transfer management, it hasn't been a well-run club for a number of years, has it? You know, the, the success they have is based on the, the odd good signing and the core around Messi, the, you know, the, the players they've had for years. Yeah, and, and by all means, I mean, it, Barcelona are not the only team to have done it. There's, there's so mm. many transfers that go on and you think, why have they done that? You know, I, I, we could look across to, to Real Madrid when they had Danny Carvajal and they had Ashraf Hakimi coming through. When I say coming through, was playing games yeah. and yeah. And, look, and looking the part. Looked brilliant, yeah. yeah. And then they bought Audrey Zola for thirty million, <laughs> mm. and then after loan Hakimi out. Yeah. So it's mm. it's not just Barcelona. It's not Barcelona, just Barcelona and Real Madrid. The list of of, of you know clubs that do it in in the La Liga, in the Premier League. There's always transfers that you think. You know, it may go. It may be a big hit. It may be a big miss. But there are transfers where you think, why did why did they buy him? You know, where, yeah. they don't play that position. It doesn't suit his style of play. What happened there? Why did he end up at that particular club? So it's something they need to make sure that... I've got no issue with the club spending big money as long as they know they know it's exactly what they need, the, the, the position, the player that they need, rather than just going out and spending money when you have that small window where you're allowed to. Yes, right. We promised you our uh, La Liga African 11, and we will do that very shortly. From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. 
We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the metro. No mask, no metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. Welcome back. So we have done our best South American 11s. We've done our best European 11s. And so we turn our attention to uh, our all-time La Liga African 11s. Now, there aren't the, the volume of players, so it's it's more of a challenge. And you've had to do a bit more wheeling and dealing, I guess, Terry, and, and slotting players in where they won't necessarily uh, go. So a lot of the same names uh, are coming up. Uh, so thank you very much to everybody who has sent them through. Uh, I think Taj was was first off the mark. So uh, lots of players uh, and kind of hugely experienced, three massively experienced um, goalkeepers uh, who people have chosen from, Ancono, Kameni and Songo. Uh, so I think we're not far off 300 caps uh, between them. Uh, so Ancono, he's gone for Ancono in goal. Um, almost universal choice of Lauren at right back. And now he's gone Mandy. Nabet, and he's got Neom at left-back. We will find that left-back is a bit of a sticking point. Now, Taj has gone, uh, then Fanini, George, uh, Partey, Seducata. Now, he's, 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 he's left-fielded me here with Larbi Ben-Barek. He's, a, he's an old one. I had to, had to look him up. Um, so, there we are. We'll take your word for it, Taj. Uh, Samuel Eto'o and uh, Freddy Canute. Uh, Honourable mentions go to the likes of Kondogbia, Kameni, Waldo, Jene, Faguli, Hakimi, and uh, Mido. Ben has gone Kameni, Laurent, Nebet, Jeremy. Yaya Toro. Yaya Toro pops up all over the place. Fanili George, Essien, Keita, Song, Eto, Canute. Uh, Brownie has gone Songo, uh, Eric Bay, Ambia, Nebet. And he's got Laurent at left back. Uh, Parte, Jeremy, Toro, Keita, Canute, uh, Eto. So there, there's four. Right. Uh, do you want to do as yours, Terry? And I'll, I'll actually let me tell you Stefan Reed's because I think it's looking very similar to yours. He's gone Kamani in goal. He's got Lauren at right back. Yaya Torre, uh, Nebet, Jeremy. He's got left back. Uh, Mamadou Diara, Essien, Seducator, Eto, Canute, and Finidi George. Yep, um, I think you're right. Actually, there are. There's going to be. There's similar to the European, uh, to the European and the South Americans starting lineup that we went for and enjoyed doing, there suddenly becomes obvious, clear and obvious six or seven players that have to be in it. And that applied to, to this team as well, with the, the enormous contribution that African players have made over the years, last 30 years now, in, in terms of you know, their contribution to La Liga. I start with a goal. So, so let, me, let me guess. All right, OK. So let me guess who the obvious was. So I think uh, Lauren is obvious, isn't he? A right back. Yep. And I think Sam, Samuel Eto, I think... I don't think you get much debate that Samuel Eto'o has probably been the, the best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the best African player in, in La Liga. So I, th- I think everybody had him in the team. And I think also everybody somewhere has found a place for, for Yaya Toure uh, in there as well. So, right. So, yeah, get back to who have you gone for in goal? Well, the choice was between the three goalkeepers from Cameroon. Yeah. Carlos Kameni, Jacques yeah. Songo. And I've gone with the original, the, the, the first of the three in, in Thomas Uncona. And he's been yeah. 11 years playing in Spanish football. Um, he was the inspiration for Buffon to become a goalkeeper. 
And I think he, the, the way that he performs led to Songo and Kamini, you know, being, you know, the outstanding goalkeepers that they were and possibly, probably led to clubs in Spain wanting to emulate the, the feats of Thomas Ancona. So his career was Espanol, where Carlos Kamini went and played as well. So I, I, I'm going to go with Ancona in goal. Um, so, but I, I think I didn't see any other choices. There was the, the three obvious contenders, very similar in terms of ability. Um, but I've gone with the, the, the first of those goalkeepers to make the move into La Liga. And I've gone with Thomas Ancona in goal. Like you, I think everybody's picked Lauren. Um, he's, you know, started off his career in, in Spanish football. Again, from Cameroon. Um, didn't quite crack it at Sevilla. Played in the B team, Levante, Mallorca. Actually, where he, he's enhanced his reputation was playing for Arsenal. Um, but he, he did have a, a stellar career, obviously, at Mallorca, which led to Arsenal being interested in him in the, the first place. I've gone for the Moroccan, Nordin Naibet, um, title winner with Depot. Um, and what's going to happen here as well is a lot of the players in my team and most teams have had spells either prior to playing in La Liga in, in England or after coming from La Liga. So Naibet, of course, an ex-Spurs player. Um, but playing with Depor. And and the list was difficult in terms of midfield players. So I've gone cheated a little bit and I've gone for a player that played centre-back in the Champions League final. Um, and I've gone for Yo-Yo Toure because, again, he's one of those players that had to be in it. A, 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 an unbelievable player. I mean, it was uh, interesting that he, he didn't last too long with, with Pep at Barcelona. Um, but he had mm. three years there. You know, bought him for six million from Monaco, won a couple of titles, a Copa del Rey, played centre back in the Champions League final, and and eventually was able to go with, um, end up again with Pep, and and survived longer than most people expected on the basis that you know Pep had him for a year and and allowed him to move on. So I think Yoa Toure is is one of the best players to play in the Premier League era. He was a fantastic player for Barcelona. When you see him play at his best, it was like a, a grown man playing against children in terms of the ease in which he, he you know, was able to pick the ball up deep in his own half and just run through teams, run through midfield players, run into defenders. And it was it was almost a mismatch at times. He, I don't often say this, um, the cliche, unplayable. At his best, he was unplayable. No one could stop him. So... I put him at centre back, and quite happy for him to drift forward whenever he wants to. The left back one, we we a lot of people have gone with Jeremy, um, yeah, a versatile midfield player that could play right back. I'm not sure he played that many times at left back, but everyone, I think a lot of people thought he was versatile enough to play in midfield to change the fullback, so we could put him on the left. I've gone with a little bit of a controversial one. He's a player that's only made 17 appearances for Real Madrid so far. But I think he's going to be an outstanding player. And I've gone for Ashraf Hakimi. I know he's a right-back, but he does play left-side for Dortmund on lots of occasions. He can play left-sided wing-back, left-back. And, and I think if you're building some sort of team that... Uh, it's difficult ones whether to pick players based on their success in La Liga, how long they've been in La Liga. Um, you can pick it that way, or you can pick a player which I think is going to be a superstar in the years to come. And as I say, despite only playing 17 times for Real Madrid, I'm, I'm going to play him at, at left back. Um, 
Midfield, I've gone with a diamond. <laughs> yeah, I have as well, actually. Who have you got in the holding midfield? I've gone for hold it out of the four players. I'll tell you the four I've got. Diara, Partey, Keita and Essien. And I've gone... So, I, 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 I haven't gone for Essien. Um on the basis of, as as you say, the the, sort of the tiebreakers is their contribution to La Liga. Yeah. Uh, he only had one year, didn't he, at Real Madrid? He no. wasn't at his best then, and he played. I think he played twenty one games. But it's more than Hakimi. So if, if you, you're making compromises, aren't you, with this team? Because it's you know we're not talking, we're not the depth of choice that we've got from South America. So I, I've gone Mamadou Diara in the holding position. What, what have, have you done? I've got him holding as well. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and then I've gone just ahead of him, Thomas Partey, Sadu Keita, yeah. who's my only left footy player, so he's taking all three kicks and corners, which favours a left footy Right, yeah. And Michael Essien, so it's a kind of... Uh, I was looking at wingers and stuff like that, and again, I just thought, if you're going for out-and-out quality, world superstars, you know, Partey is, is going to be one now. Diara was fantastic around Madrid, underrated, one of those because of the amount of superstars were at the club at the time. He was sort of he just went unnoticed a little, a little bit. Sen predominantly free stuff at Chelsea at the year on loan at Real Madrid because Jose Mourinho knew exactly what he was going to get from him. Um, and and Cater was such a valuable player for Barcelona and Pep's teams, um, playing different positions, strong, lovely left foot, skillful player was able to run from deep and, and break into the box. He was great in the air. So again, I think four fantastic players. So who's at the top who's at the top of the diamond? Uh, I'm gonna have oh, it's gonna be like a four one DR and then three across in in front of him. Okay. And okay. Yeah. So Cater I would probably put on the left, um Essien on the right, Thomas Partey in the middle. Okay. From the middle. Um and up front, which if I'm only left with two I think it's not yeah. an obvious two. Um, Canute and Eto. Yeah. 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 Canute was an interesting one because he, he obviously had been a Premier League player. Um, and then he really thrived, didn't he? He was he was he showed flashes of being brilliant um with Spurs West Ham, but he really he really became a consistently brilliant player when he moved to Sevilla. It was incredible. I mean uh, Spurs Spurs player and fan myself and 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 uh, fortunate enough at that time to be watching most of Sevilla's games at, at home and uh, the the transformation in in that player the, obviously the the style of player Sevilla suited him um, playing alongside Fabiano suited him they sold Baptista for twenty million to Real Madrid and they bought Canuti for six and a half million and I think Fabiano was a similar price as well. So they made a profit and had two, a front two, as opposed to just one. Baptista at the time was brilliant for Sevilla. So it was a big call by Sevilla to, to, to cash in on, on one player um, and, and bring in the two. And the, it was a, a, clearly the best period of, of Canuti's career. He was great to watch. The partnership was, was, as I say, fantastic. Success in terms of trophies for Sevilla. And, and you know, I, I had good fun, actually, telling people for a while how good Freddie Canuti was doing in Spanish <laughs> football um, because people would, just weren't having it. And I think eventually, though, it was unanimous, uh, universally agreed that he was, you know, far better in, in La Liga than, than he was in, 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 the, in the Premier League. <clears throat> uh, right. 
So let's discuss a player that... So Kelvin Brown, I'll give you Kelvin's team. Uh, Kamanian goal, uh, Laura Neighbour, Gene, Jeremy, Parte, Essien, Fenili, George, Ayatore, Eto, Canute, uh, Lucas, Cosongo, uh, uh, Laura, and so what you've done, but uh, Torre at the back, Neighbour, Jeremy at left back, which quite a few people have. Uh, Parte, Seducata, Mamadou Diara, Fenili, George, Eto, Canute. So Fenili, George, Terry, the, uh, the Nigerian. So he had a good spell. In La Liga, didn't he? he played for for Betis for quite a long time, four seasons, I think, and he and then he was at um, Mallorca. So he a, a rarity, really, which is because uh, you haven't got many wingers to choose from. If you want to play a four four three in this team, it's very difficult, isn't it? But he was so he was a, a rare uh, African winger who was a success in La Liga. He was. I mean, in, in particular, obviously, his predominantly his time was four seasons at Betis, one hundred and thirty games. 38 goals in La Liga, which is a healthy return for elite, a, a wide player. Um, a season at Mallorca where he got another five goals in, in that in that season. So he was. I mean, he was. He was a player that was. He is different to, to what we've got. I've got him on my list of possibles. I mean, I, I joked about the list of possibles for the European and the, the South American team. The rest of the, the list of, of this is a fraction of, of that size. So it was it was slightly easier to pick the eleven, but there are players that do deserve a mention. We talked about the two goalkeepers. Fanidi George is another one of those players that was unlucky. I was interested that Mido is, is the only Egyptian player to play in La Liga. That was a surprise. Mm. Um, then you've got yeah. current players that which have been mentioned in some of the teams. Mandy, Kondogbia, Jene, Zufadel is another one as well. Um, Mohamed Sissoko, Valencia, but whose career was blighted by injuries at, at, at Liverpool. I, I even looked at Alan Neal as a possible left yeah. back because uh, I know there will be people that listen to this podcast in, that watch Premier League football. But you know what? Whenever he's played in La Liga, and he's, he does a decent job wherever he goes. I mean, he's, he's been brilliant this season last for Hatafe. And, and you look at the other clubs that he's played for, he's up and down that flank, whether it's on the right or the left. So he was another another player that uh, could have made my team at left-back. And, and we've got some some new players now in La Liga. We talked about Jeno. Mohamed Salasu is another player that looks like he's going to be a player that's capable of going to the top. The left-footed central defender at Valladolid, who's played a full season this season at the age of 19. So it, it's it's looking really healthy, it's, uh, you know, for African players in La Liga, and and it spreads. You know, if, if clubs see success, if we go back to the goalkeepers, and when Thomas and Kona was such a success, then it opened up a, you know, people people's minds to embracing African players in in La Liga, and and that's been the case now. So hopefully, it, I'm sure it will continue. Um, but there's some some fine African players that have, have made their mark in in La Liga. We we we, we touched we touched on Samueletto, and we can't just mention him. And we know everybody knows about Samueletto, and we know the the history that you know behind how good he was, what a, what a star he was for Barcelona, um, and and Mallorca, a player that started his career at Real Madrid of all places. Three appearances for them, went on loan to Leganes and Espanyol, found himself at Mallorca, thrived there playing regular first-team football, bought by Barcelona, three titles, Copa del Rey, two Champions Leagues, one of the greatest players that Africa has ever produced. Um, not shy in telling everybody that either, 
<laughs> and, and we shouldn't forget his last season at Barcelona, where it was clear he was going to be the one, one of those jettisoned by Pep when he took over. You know, Deco went, Ronaldinho went, others went. Eto was on the list, and and you, you you see the stories, and you you know you see people behind the scenes, including players, were not begging. That's the wrong word, but encouraging Pep to give him an opportunity to prove himself to stay. You know, for Pep to have an open mind and make up his mind himself on that player, as opposed to making his mind up from coaching the B team and he'd seen the antics of Deco and Ronaldinho and one or two others. Um, and he was able to do that. And he, he was fantastic in that first year that, that Pep was in charge of Barcelona. But did he make a mistake? Because it almost looked as though he sort of hung on to him, certainly reluctantly, maybe having his arm twisted, you know, not to get rid of him at so many at the same time as, you know, because all the others had already been, you know, long since given up on. But he got rid of him as soon as he can. And then, of course, he went to Inter. And then Eto had the, in a, in a way, the last laugh, didn't he? Because yep. he, he won the, the, the treble with Inter under Mourinho, working typical Mourinho, almost left back. I remember Eto in the, the, the game uh, when when uh, Inter got through in the semi final in, in 2010. So I don't know. I, I, I still can't help thinking that Pep made a bit of a mistake with, with Eto. Well, I'm trying to work back on the, on the timeline. Did Via come in to replace him? Would that have been correct? Right. Yeah. It, so it was Via twenty. Know, yeah. If, if that's the case, then it worked out well for everybody. I mean, Via, yeah. Via came in a different type of personality. He probably lent himself to playing out wide more than what Eto would have done long term. I think that was. Yeah. So it was 2010. So there was, yes, it was 2010 from Valencia. It was yeah. an issue where. Eto wanted to be the star. He wanted to play down the middle. We didn't want to play second fiddle to Lionel Messi. Who Pep had visions of changing to a more central striker, and and David Villa fitted that bill. It didn't work out badly with David Villa coming in. I have to say, and and I think it, what you got from Eto in that last year, you could clearly see it. Every goal he scored, he punched his fist and and was looking at Pep. So you mm. got you got an angry player, which is great for a year, but you don't want him angry for two years. <laughs> it will yeah. drive you mad. Um, so it, it suited them, and it was ironic, though, that as you said, he did have the last laugh when he went and played left back for Inter Milan for a season, and, and they won the Champions League because <laughs> it was it, it was incredible watching him in those games against Barcelona, the position he was playing, and at the one of the reasons yeah, this- he left Barcelona was because he only wanted to play one position. I mean, Thierry, yeah, yeah. This this guy was seen as a bit of a fancy Dan who didn't want to work hard, yeah. and then there he was. No, I think actually, I think that was that was a that wasn't the truth, and I think that was the reason why the players at the club wanted him to stay mm. as opposed to the others because Pep underestimated how hard he worked, his winning mentality, yeah. and I think when Pep saw that close hand, he was quite happy that I think the story is he saw him in pre-season working like an absolute nutcase. Um, and this is a player that looked like he was going to be on his way. And I think that's why he, he decided. <clears throat> but I think the long-term issue was going to be, I mean, Henri came in and played wide. Villa came in and played wide. I don't think Eto wanted to stay at Barcelona and play, you know, in a wider position to allow Messi to thrive as the false nine or the, the, the central striker. But it was ironic. that, And, and it says a lot about him that to, to win trophies, um, sometimes you have to, you know, they went down to 10 men. I joked when I said he was playing left back, but he was dropping deep. He was playing wide. He was working hard. He was a Eto is a 
absolute superstar. Yeah. Uh, right, I'll give you my team. It's, it's not radically different from everybody else's. So I've got Ancona in goal. I've got Lauren as most and Nabet. Uh, I've gone Gene at centre-back, um, just because I wanted a proper centre-back in. So the one I've sacrificed, therefore, is Michael Essien, just because of his short time, uh, you know, lifespan in La Liga. So I've gone Diara as the deepest midfielder. I've got Thomas Partey and uh, and Keita as two proper midfielders. And then I've got Yaya Torre at the front of a diamond, which says a lot about Yaya Torre, that you know, he, he's centre-back in your team and the... Um, yeah, the, the attacking midfielder in my team. And then I've got Eto and Canute. Uh, so left back there, I put it to the vote. Uh, I considered I considered Pierre Wome, which was which is going back a bit, but he was a proper left back who had a couple of seasons uh, for for Espanyol. I considered Wacaso because I like Wacaso, and he did. I'm sure I've seen him playing left back, although he he is not really a left back. Um, and then Arthur Arthur Bocker, um, who was at uh, Malaga, but. Again, didn't have his best season. Didn't have his best time. He was quite old, wasn't he, when he when he came to La Liga again. So not, there wasn't, there hasn't been an outstanding one. And so I I, I put it to the vote, and overwhelmingly people wanted Hakimi um, in there just because he he is such a good player. I've seen him. Le- I, I commentated on the Africa Cup of Nations, and he played left back for Morocco in that. So you know, if, even though he's naturally right side and he's played as a right wing back a lot for Dortmund, but. Um, He's, he's an obvious one, isn't he? You'd think, just get him back in, Real Madrid. And if it means moving on one of the others, then yeah, you just have to accept that they made a mistake you know, and ended up with three really good, really fast right-backs. Yeah, when they didn't need to, to spend the £30 million. It, 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 mm. I've said it before on many a podcast, Florentino Perez sometimes is like a dog with a bone when he sees a player that he likes. So, yeah. Audrey Zola played one of his earliest games for Real Sociedad at the Bernabeu. Young player, and he was up and down the right flank, and he was full of spirit, full of, you know, enthusiasm, and he had no fear, and he played really well. And from then on, forever, he was linked with Real Madrid. They weren't going to let it go. And then during that time, for a whole season, he was linked with Real Madrid. Hakimi came in and was set the world alight. And yet, yeah. always in the background was this deal going on to bring Odriozola to Real Madrid. And, and they should have, during that one season, you know, had the, the, the courage of their conviction to say, actually, no, you know, we, we've got yeah. good mid-20-something first choice right back. And we've got this outstanding young prospect who, you know, was, was just finding it so easy to play for Real Madrid. He could have been back up for a couple of years to Danny Carvalho. He could play left back, and it, which we've seen him do now. So it was a, it was a strange decision. And Audrey Zola is, is, is out on loan, um, playing in the Bundesliga, not playing that much for, for Bayern as well. So it's going to be... Real Madrid have got loads of players they can move on, get decent money for. Um, they've got a much bigger squad than, than Barcelona. There's going to have to be a lot of outgoings this season for Real Madrid. But I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, Hakimi is one that they they must, um, unless he's one of those they think they can cash in on after a spectacular time in the Bundesliga. Right. So the last missing team that we haven't done is the uh, the Britain and Ireland we'll team. Come. But however, we had a quick chat last week, didn't we? And we couldn't think of a goalkeeper. So, um, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know, maybe someone out there, because some, some of the people who listen to this, Terry, know a lot about La Liga. Is there anyone who's played in Segunda? 
Is any is there anybody out there who has played for a Spanish team that we can't? Because we looked it up, we had, we had a quick uh, Wikipedia. I've got a, a list, haven't they, of, of foreign players who uh, have um, been on. Uh, sorry, who've been playing on in La Liga, uh, and there is no English or Irish or Scottish or Welsh goalkeeper in there. So yeah, if you can think of one, let us know. And um, we will be back. So we'll we'll do that at some point in the future, Terry. So we, we'll we'll make that because um, you know we'll, there will be a close season to come at some point. So you've got plenty of time um, to try and remember, try and think of a goalkeeper somewhere in the dim and distant past who's uh, English or Irish or British or or Sc- Scottish Welsh who's played in La Liga. Or hopefully they'll sign one. Or we'll have to sit, stick Alan uh, Alan Hutton in goal and uh, go from there. Uh, but we will be back. So. The La Liga starts. Uh, you can get it if you're in the UK and Ireland. Um, I'm not quite sure exactly how it works, but there is a free offer on uh, for Premier Sports. I'm not sure how long you have to sign up for, but you know I, they don't pay us, so you know oh, they don't pay I me. There's a hashtag. So, there's a pass, password, isn't there? Back, yeah. Back to win is the yeah. the phrase that you do on Premier Sports or La Liga TV. Um, I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to. It. I enjoyed the enhanced crowd atmosphere. On the German games, yeah, this weekend, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, um, which La Liga are doing, and I do believe there's CGI crowd going to be put in, and yeah, and the crowd noise worked. I, I, did, I lost track of the fact there was no one in the stadium. Commentators yeah. had to raise their voices as well. Um, yeah. it sounded like you, you know, just watching a proper game of football. Clever stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to Sevilla Betis, the opening game. There's some some cracking games coming up. Barcelona travel to Mallorca, Real Madrid at home to Eibar. So you you kind of, in normal circumstances, you're thinking both teams should win them. But this isn't normal. We'll see now, you know, Real Madrid will be playing Eibar at their training ground. We'll see now who's fitter, um, who's stronger, who's better prepared um, for this little mini season of football. It's uh, tough, tight at the top. With the top two tight in terms of Champions League places, Hatafe ironically have got half their team missing through suspension in their, their first game when they kick off uh, away to Granada. Um, tight at the bottom as well. So, so much to play for. And I, I can't wait to this feast of football that we're going to have for just over a month from La Liga. Right. We shall speak again soon and we'll be talking about live La Liga football as well. So, uh, enjoy your football, everybody, and we'll see you soon. Bye bye. to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. 
To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.